0: Welcome. This is episode one of the DNA D podcast in conjunction with WPP called Make and Break. We're making a podcast series with the New Blood Academy and WPP. The New Blood Academy, it's an accelerator programme. It's designed to prepare young creatives for jobs in the industry. So its key aim is to develop the skills and mindset that our industry requires, but which education sometimes struggles to teach. So to date, it has propelled the careers of 250 young people, uh, securing them jobs across the WPP network and into roles at BBC, Google, Amazon and Warner Brothers. So what we're doing is we're going to create a six-episode podcast series as a way for us to share these learnings beyond the of the Academy and help more people kickstart their creative career. So I'm Naina, I'm going to be guiding you through our series with the help of our new blood participants, and we're going to bring in a few industry leaders for a chat too. So in our six episodes, we'll be covering a range of topics. So we're going to be looking at getting the most out of your first job, culture and relevance, thinking as a skill, uh, deadlines and how to use them to your advantage, and the art of storytelling. So we're going to kick off today's episode, and we're going to be looking at authenticity. So more specifically, how we manage authenticity when you're working with brands or clients, how important it is to produce authentic work, what sacrifices may need to be made. And for a lot of people that are beginning their career and at the very early stages, these are ongoing questions that you have to deal with. So to talk to us in some detail about this, I'm joined by Chris, who heads up uh, Warner Music's content and production studio, and has previously worked with Channel Four. Hey, Chris. Oh yeah. Hiya. Thanks so much for joining us today. How's it going?
1: Ple- uh, absolutely pleasant. Yeah, it's good. Good. Yeah, it's good. A bit nervous, but you
0: know, it's fine. <laughs> don't be nervous. It's all good. Um, can you give us a, a brief overview of what your role sort of entails?
1: Currently, so I run the fire pits. Like you said, it's sort of run the Warner Music's in house entertainment studio and so it's basically uh managing and running a motley crew which i'm here joined here today hey there they are hey. and uh to just create uh formats entertainment long form um, but in-house um right. but historic but I started advertising, I was there for about 15 years with my partner, my long-term partner of 22 years, John, who unfortunately isn't here today. Normally we come as a pair, but <laughs> I'm flying solo, so I will be saying lots of stupid things without <laughs> anyone to check me. So, uh, But we're there sort of dealing with clients within the advertising world, and then we went to Channel 4. I went to like Fallon at T W A. And then went to we ran Four Creative, the Channel Four's in-house uh, production company for about five years. So um, and again in-house, so similar to what we're doing now. But so we've done advertising, done telly. And now we've gone over to the music industry.
0: Lush sounds great. Um, as you just mentioned as well, we're joined by Colin and Ola. Hello. Hey. Hi. Gang, gang,
1: gang, gang. How's yeah. it going? <laughs> <laughs> it's good. Yes, it's all good. good. So, you guys did Fresh? the
0: New Blood Academy. About two years, years ago? ago, yeah. amazing, and we're all going to talk about authenticity.
1: So for, for me, authenticity is is key. It's huge, and it's it's sort of been around, like it's important to us at quite at an early age. Because I'm here, so I'm old blood, and they new blood. Just to sort of set a bit, <laughs> you know, give a bit of pitch. for No people. pun intended. No pun intended. <laughs> exactly. So I've I've been doing this for 22 years. The guys here have been doing it two years, and so very much. So I've you know got a bit more experience, but equally, you know, it's sort of in in today's world, and you know, colour they, you know, I rely on them to 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 help us be authentic and to sort of reflect our work to reflect the audience that we're trying to play out to. But for us, it's it's always been important. So when we were at like Fallon, it was it sort of started with. Um, uh, there's a lot of work of actually doing doing it for real. Show don't tell, basically. So right. there's um, there's some work when sort of uh, Sony when they bounced a thousand balls down a hill, and it was yeah you could have done it in special effects and post, but no no we have to bounce we have to prove it so we have to show it mm. or make a car out of cake that sort of John and I did and sort of go no no you, we actually have to do this this has to be true, and then in setting out such a big ridiculous overstated thing. That then by, by showing that, then the audience realise that and recognise that and see the worth and how far the brands care about the thing they're doing. But then in doing that and setting out these these probably quite unobtainable goals, when you do achieve them, it's, it's obviously good. Mm. But then it's the team you build around that and it's the people that you bring in to help you make that. Because you set this thing of, all right, we need to make a car out of cake. All right, what do we need? Well we need some people who are experts in this yeah. to make this yeah. thing real. So you get the Queen's Icer, or you get top SCODA's engineers and you pair them together. And So it's about who you're working with as much as the output. So the mm-hmm. output should be authentic and then the teams you build to help you attain that should be authentic, should come from the source and come from, be the expert. So you can't pretend that you know everything. And No, mm-hmm. I'm going to do the lot. Yeah, I know how to ice a cake. I know how to build a car. You're like, nah, it's about bringing all these different skill sets in from weird and wonderful places, slamming mm-hmm. them together, and then you get... Better stuff. So therefore, authenticity it lends itself to the output. You get bigger, more surprising, riskier, brilliant things, mm. but that are true. That are sort of built because you brought in the right experts. Which is why I brought you know. Which is I was just going to say yeah. yeah.
0: So talk to us a bit about how all you guys came together and started more well, built a team together.
1: Oh, it's a it's
2: a long long journey. Like <laughs> a long time ago, I think maybe two years ago, we met Chris by chance because we were doing a talk. No, he was doing a talk. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> we were doing a talk to Chris. <laughs> no, nah, um Chris was doing a talk while we were at Grey and he was doing it on the Paralympics and we just had like a piece of work that we wanted to show him. I mean he just it was just by chance that we saw him there. So we showed him the work and he liked it. So he gave him he gave him our card and we set up a date and it was like What oh, was cute. the work?
1: To describe the work?
2: Um it was a metro um cover for the Paralympics. Um mm-hmm. because all, all the Olympians got like a Paralympic um, and a cover for the Olympics in the metro, yeah. and it, it looked amazing. But we, the Paralympians, didn't get one that when they returned. So Whoa. we illustrated one oh, when wow. they came back, and we just like tried to plaster it like all over so- social media. We shared it with the Paralympians as well, just so that then like it was like like an amazing achievement for them as well. Mm. We just wanted to share that, and yeah, it it did well, it did did
1: well. Yeah. well because you did it yeah. as in like it was just it, that was authentic to the take as in like yeah. it was uh, on brand so I was just doing a talk about this thing so you came and showed me a piece of work about the thing I'd just done a talk on right. and the piece they did like Olive described mm. was, was brilliant it was reactive it was true so they'd seen a thing that's you know this this the Paralympics didn't have that front cover it just had a Sainsbury's ad and then they they did it, they marked this thing up, and then they put it out there into the world, and, and it became real. And they mm. got reactions, they got, you know, people started tweeting this thing, retweeting. And then, and it was it was brilliant. It was like, oh, wow, you, I like you guys. There's, there's <laughs> yeah. a spark here, there's <laughs> something here. And you're thinking about the same sort of thing. Our minds are at the same sort of point, which is good. So, yeah. Um, so, yeah, it kind of, it's, it's, it all, the beautiful thing began there, <laughs> didn't it?
2: Also, it took a very long time to do. I mean, Cullen was there, like, drawing at, well, it was like two, three, four, five in the morning. Mm-hmm. Like, and Cullen just looked at me at one point and said, "Ola, should we pack it in?" <laughs> <laughs> the worst thing is, he didn't even answer that question. He I just looked, looked away. <laughs> I looked at him in disgust. <laughs> Not giving up now, and um, yeah, like those hours, like drawing that, it's like that's authentic as well because mm. we put that time. Well. Well, both of us put that time into like crafting the image, and yeah, it paid both off. For of us, it's a push. It was me. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I slept a bit. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> I slept a bit yeah,
1: because it, it's important, but it's not easy mm. at all. It takes a bit more effort because you've got to work to draw the thing till four in the morning, or you've got to find that person who knows that thing, and you don't know where to find them. Or yeah. you, it's just it's just harder. Mm. But then, good things, you know are easy are they
2: how much work should be driven by your head versus your heart
1: the head and heart thing is is really important and it's um, so I guess for, for me there's two of us there's John and I and so often we can play both roles for head and heart we'll flip we'll flip all over the place I guess with this Although he does call me Blockhead, doesn't he? Yeah. <laughs> so, so maybe that makes me the head. But I don't know. Anyway, I've got a massive head for the people who can't but, uh, <laughs> a bit cramped. But... Yeah. It's so hard to breathe that head in here, right? <laughs> <laughs> But the, the head and the heart. So it is... But you need both, don't you? Because you can't live without yeah. one of them. And so therefore, you. how we kind of work with head and heart is... Um, well, fill the head. You fill the head. You sort of go out there and you start looking into whatever the thing is, into the brand or into the problem or into the audience or whatever. You Just stop filling your head with stuff, asking questions, lots of stupid questions. And so you fill your head and then you go out and then, then you got to listen to your heart because I guess when you're in there, you've crammed it full of all the information and insights that you need. Then it's about just chatting and talking to your mates or talking to your partner or whoever else it is. And then when you get that thing that makes you go, oh, oh, gets that reaction, which is your head, which is your heart speaking, or your guts, or whatever you want to call it, that you've got to listen to that because that's how the audience, that's how the world consumes things. They mm. they, they consume thing on a on a reactive, immediate level. They either mm. go, ah, oh, oh wow, what's that? That's good, or they just ignore it and then they go on to the next thing because there's a million things all getting thrown at them at once. Yeah. So you've got to listen to that. So then, but then you need to listen to the heart and then you need to go back into the head because you need to understand where this came from and why. Because equally, when you go back into a client or the brand or whoever else you're trying to sell this thing to, because it's not, you know, it's not just you doing this, you've got to explain this thing. You can't just go it was cool. It's dead good in it. So therefore, let's do this thing. You've got to explain why and what the strategy behind that is and where mm. it came from and how it's going to, you know, sort of play out to their audience and how it's going to give something that they didn't know yet, or show me it in a light that I've not seen before. And so therefore you've got to then play back into the head to explain these sort of things. But I think it's so there's there's sort of equal balance between the head and the heart. But equally, you've got you know that that gut reaction, that well that heart sort of telling you that something's good here got to listen to that and then if if you then jump into the head and you can't quite understand why fuck it <laughs> fuck it just do yeah. it have a go you can always change your mind yeah you can always iterate it and wake up but but it's you've gotta you can't forget that first feeling you get when you see an idea makes you go because oh, after the many many meetings you have after that and the many many different iterations you get you swiftly forget about that first feeling right. you've got to try and remember that because that's how the consumers will see that and sometimes it's quite hard to go back into that first thought but then sometimes when you snap out and go oh yeah shit this is because it becomes normal to you because you've seen that edit a million million times or you've had all those meetings about it and stuff and so it just becomes a bit more normal and boring Mm. but you've got to remember that heart thing so equal balance i'd sort of say but um and then working with the working across other people so you can you can stress test both constantly Yes, yeah. it's like where cola come in. Cola, cola aka Cullen and Ola, so therefore cola. So cola. Just to set the scene. Sorry. <laughs> um,
2: but yeah, like you said, um, when you put your heart into something and your head, then it must be hard when you have to make compromises on the work when it's going through like the process. Like, how have you dealt with that in your?
1: illustrious career. Illustrious <laughs> career? Is it illustrious? I don't know. Um, <laughs> uh, uh, compromises, yeah, no, you're right. It's um. You've got to sort of, a, uh, John and I's sort of way we deal with this is you go, we've got, this isn't a strategy at all, but it's like, there's one or lots is our strategy. So not, this, isn't how, this isn't thought through, but you go, <laughs> there's not many things are with us, but you go, look, so when we show an idea, we'll only ever show one idea. So, because it's an idea that we'll have chatted through lots and lots of other ideas, but you show the one that you believe in. Right. And so therefore, when you go back into the client, so because it's a thing you believe in because you've checked your head, you've checked your heart, and that's where you've, you've netted out. So you can feel you can argue it, you believe in this, but it's still got that raw emotional impact that you want from the heart. And so you show one thing because there's less chance they can compromise on it. If you show like three things or four (laughs) things, then the more and you're doing three of them to sell in one of them, Mm. they're more likely to choose one of those three. And then you're like, ah, damn it, I've already compromised. Damn, right from the way go. Just forcing them to make a decision. (laughs) This is it. (laughs) if if they don't like that thing, then do another one. And do another one and do another one that you believe in, because you'll always get you've got to have the confidence that your latest idea will be your best idea. And so you'll even though you think that thing you've got is the best thing in the world ever, and it's going to change the world, and it's going to set the, you know, everything on light. It you know you'll come up with the next thing, and you'll be like, oh, oh, actually, no, this one's the best thing in the world ever. And that's you need to have that confidence. So we go in with one idea which when we became heads of new business at fallon didn't work so well because we showed one idea (laughs) and we won we were there for a whole year doing it and uh, we got a hundred percent failure rate didn't win one (laughs) but we still stand by the ideas we showed because we believed in them and we knew they were right for the client but then you see the work the clients make and it's just you know middle of the road whatever but so there's one so you go when you're in there you show one idea so there's less likelihood they can compromise but alongside that what John and I were always doing, we'd have lots of things on. So we'd be working on right. lo- across lots of briefs. Where so we're doing lots of briefs where we're doing one thing that we believe in. And so therefore not everything's gonna stick. Mm. So therefore it's you know, it's just odds, isn't it? It's just maths. You just sort of go, look, I'm gonna try lots of these things and I'm compromising at least I can on each one. And all these, something's got to stick. Something's got to. And then, so therefore, you're doing lots of one ideas across lots of different things, right. and 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 not being afraid that if they don't like it, start again. Just throw it out and start again, as mm-hmm. opposed to death by a thousand cuts, which things can become. And again, it just becomes this. It's just not a healthy thing to do, and the thing becomes a steaming pile of whatever. <laughs> what about when you have a piece of work? Um, that
3: you've kind of got the client's approval on, but then they're they're chipping in on that and they want to change what your idea was at the start?
1: Uh, Pick your battles, I guess. Because you go... It's all, it's all a big sort of uh, negotiation. It's you're sort of going... So you've got to listen to what they say and understand where it comes from. So what you don't want people or brands or clients giving you is the solution. You want them giving them their problem because we're problem solvers. That's what we are. That's our job yeah. as a creative... And yeah, you know, we're not artists or anything like that. We're just problem solvers. When you find different smart ways around hey, type I, parameters. I can paint. I mean, okay, <laughs> you're, no, by myself. All right, I can draw kind of too. <laughs> all right, I'm pretty sure the... you can draw too. Was... Yeah, but all right, you're the new breed of artist. Then. All right, now, huh. right, you, you, you're problem solvers and artists. Right, you're a rare breed. But for for John, now we don't pretend to be that. Then we're sort of we're just with these problem solvers. So you go look you want to understand where this is coming from, understand the problem that they've got with it, and then try and work around that. And then pick your battle. So you might give them one thing, but you're not going to give them another the thing. So they feel they've got a win because you listen to them and actually you got a thing. But then you're protecting the thing that ultimately, you know, you need to realise what's really important and what's not, what you can give and what you, you should give away. And because not everything is as important as each other. You know, that's the size of that, whatever, typeface or that shot and losing that little thing the audience don't care they don't they don't know they don't know that that was ever in it Mm. so but so long as you're protecting the overall idea you're protecting what your you know that that big crazy ambition at the start of gonna make a car out of cake or if, if you if you keep that then that's important that's the thing you should be fighting for but the finer details you can give on some of those but, you know, it, it, I'm painting a picture that, hey, it's all fine. You can dig your fit, t- the heels in and it's all going to be fine. It's, mm. you know, it's not, of course, it's not always like this, which is why I'm. it's getting lots of things on. So you, you're not all pinning your hope on that one thing. Oh, this is it. This is the one thing. I'm only ever going to do this one thing. And you go, it's not the right way of doing this because you. it will, you know, the likelihood is that it won't be quite as what's in your head. But if you've got 10 things on, one of those more likely will, you know, it's just, again, odds, but... Um, so yeah, pick your battles. I guess know what's important, what you can, what you should dig in for, and what you should give, and then you can play them together. Basically. Mm. So, um, how do you create a work environment
3: for everybody that uh, that feels like it's okay to make mistakes?
1: How do I? Yeah. Will you how tell do you? me. <laughs> he doesn't. I I hate failing. <laughs> I hate my life.
3: <laughs> Every time we have a bad idea, he shouts at us. <laughs> 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 no, I think. Uh, Working with you guys whenever we've had reviews on on creative work there's never been a pressure to to um, to present anything like because obviously if if we're happy with an idea then we're we're never going to be scared to present that but a lot of the times they they don't turn out to be they don't come to anything or that's just something you get used to I've, I've gone off on a complete whim there.
1: No, but it's true. It's well, I'm glad to, even though a, a whim's okay. It's okay to go off on a whim. Yeah, no, and I think what you're saying okay. is true, or hope is true, and I'm glad you t- take that out. Because mm. yeah. you just go, again, it's sort of, you know, we don't always expect, because we haven't got all the ideas, we haven't got all the answers, and we don't expect you to have all the answers. It's about talking as a group and, you know, just not, you know, again, not being afraid that you don't know, and, but then bouncing things around and pushing it to a point when you hear your heart, going back to that, goes, ah, oh someone here. Something good it and that can come from your heart, can come from our heart, and you know, come from wherever. Um, and then I guess it's just about it's about John and I probably making the biggest mistakes or being saying the stupidest thing in a room and just sort of going like you know, as now, of yeah. course, you do, but it's sort of but you know, it's about that doing that from the work go because you know, we it comes naturally, doesn't it? But yeah. saying stupid yeah. things, it's just kind of sort of because <laughs> hmm. it's because you know again like i said we don't have all the answers and it's instantly you've got to sort of pop that that bubble of people going, oh my god pressure i need to i need to come in with the one even Mm. though i've just said we only show one idea but that's to the client yeah that's but behind that is a whole load of dodgy ideas Mm. Mm -hmm. you know again we always sort of tell people it's uh, when we speak to sort of students new blood and things is you've got to look at yourself as being 99 percent shit Mm-hmm. We're maybe ninety-seven percent shit, but you get a shit filter, and you've just you hone it down a little bit, it, just so you've got to get those ninety-nine things out to get that one to good get the thing. One, yeah, yeah you got to. Mm. You can't. Mm. You, you, very often, very rarely, sorry, does it come when you have that moment of inspiration where you're there on the toilet and it just sort of mm. pops into your head you go, oh, I've got it, you're eating. And you run out with your trousers on your ankles and just, it's just a horrific sight. I'm glad it doesn't happen very often. It's that but, it's, uh, <laughs> but that doesn't happen. It comes by, again, it's graft. It's just talking, it's chatting and it's chatting in a relaxed way because you're talking about ideas and yeah. you should be relaxed and having a laugh mm. and just yeah. bouncing things around and not... As soon as you feel pressure, and like we should, John and I should be the protectors. Mm. You asked me what our role is, and earlier, and you took, we're sort of cheerleaders and protectors, mm. basically. We're sort of we go around with our jazz hands and just with <laughs> unbridled enthusiasm, going to people who don't know this is probably their idea. They want, they should be making, but going, no, this is amazing. This is the best thing ever, jazz hand, jazz hand. Mm. Um, but and then protecting it and going in with that that the big shield and sort of protecting the things that need to be protected taking on those pressures to then, and then filtering it back into say Cola or whoever else is working on it, but they shouldn't feel that because they're working on that. They should understand the the framework that they should be working to, but they should have the freedom to just do what they want Mm. and sort of, and we'll listen to that and we'll hopefully, you know, unlock that. And that can come from sort of a brilliant team like Cola, or it can come from a big heavyweight director like a Jonathan Glazer, that's always our role doesn't matter what yeah you know and you know so that's yeah i think that's the sort of the key bit yeah
0: Yeah. Yeah, that's come with some experience though right because when you first start out and you've got all these ideas and you're like why isn't this the one idea this is the good idea you've got all the the shit ideas and you're going where's it coming and how do you like sort of is that just experience from from doing it for for a little while and yeah, and getting used to that being the process.
1: Absolutely. So the it's experience for knowing that our role is to be cheerleader and protect yeah. Like we don't expect colours to be that at all. Mm. We expect them to be the weird, sparky, creative geniuses that they are. <laughs> and so you go, but that that experience comes should come pretty early. Mm. Again, back to the ninety-nine percent shit. You know, it's the thing that we sort of told the team and we'll tell many other people, I and mean, we know other people do this. It's just you it's just it's doing lots. You've got you can't just have a reel or a portfolio or whatever the thing is with those th- same f- five six ideas that you've got and then mm. they're the only six ideas that you'll ever have in your life mm. because that's not how the world works and that's not how yeah. the industry works you, you should be constantly updating and constantly coming up with new stuff constantly iterating pushing because the world is that and it's not being afraid to do that and not being afraid to make those mistakes mm. and, right. but from an early from right from the word go you have to have that instilled into you mm. um, and you can tell the ones who do, you can tell, and, and they're brilliant, and they're brilliant. They're the ones we love to work because it just becomes those chats where you just, you're getting thousands of ideas back and then you just and you just sort of bounce off them. And sort of, so long as they're, you're giving clear feedback back to them, so they know what's working, what isn't working, why that is working, but how it could be better, rather than just going, mm, "That's just a bit of shit in it, go back and do another 99. <laughs> <That it's, yeah. laughs> it was actually
3: a um, the first task Chris gave us was when we were we had a book crit and he was like go away and do a hundred strategies so coming up with alternative uh, lines for brands that are all weird and that mm. and that was like something that was really difficult because obviously we were like we were in a sort of mind frame which was like okay we'll just come up with we're trying to get this one idea and then actually. Just blasting out all these different brands and doing as many as possible, and then you you do find like one or two out of that that are then you're like actually I really like those. Yeah. And then you you can pretend you, the the other ninety eight didn't happen <laughs> and yeah. you just um, <laughs> t- go forward with this too.
1: But it's but but when you're in, now you're in an industry you're in the music industry doing this thing. That's that's how it is, isn't it? Yeah, exactly yeah. the same. Mm. It's that's not exactly constant.
2: Same. Always Look, I can't I can't even count the amount of ideas that we've had so far. Like, in the time that I've been here, I've seen so many go. <laughs> it's, it's a strange one. It's just part of the process. <laughs> yeah. Um, like... So many trees. <laughs> so many trees. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I remember, like, the first, well, one of the first times that we got together and, like, we were sitting in a room brainstorming storming ideas. Like, this was before that we, we knew you guys, like, well enough. We had, like, a perception of you, and we, like, we, we knew you were cool guys. But, like, the odd... Uh, nice. Thanks. <laughs> yeah, cool, cool's a the straw yeah. <laughs> not, not anymore, not
3: anymore.
2: <laughs> yeah, we quickly popped that, yeah. <laughs> But, like, we, we knew that you guys, like, had won, like, so many wars like, you were, like, so respected. So, like, it was a bit scary to, like, come and present ideas to you. Like, oh, no, I don't want them to be shit. Don't want them to be shit. I so nervous. <laughs> and then, like, um, after a while, we realised that you guys were just, like, normal and just normal yeah your your (laughs) process was
3: so similar to ours which is like we're like oh they're they're just gonna be crazy we're gonna go in this meeting we've got some ideas (laughs) then they go like papers all around (laughs) 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 no they, they just they talk about ideas the same way as us and they they you can see the process of being like, oh, that's not quite right or that's that and, and brainstorming together, it was...
2: And then just together. go through loads and loads and loads and loads and like, okay, so it's okay to have like bad ideas at first and then like build them up to like good because we know that they, so we, like we trust them in that way. So...
1: No, it's good. Yeah. It, it, like you said, it's seeing the process. You can see the thinking. We'll mm. always try and vocalise this and it's great and, and we've we always got that from people we would worked to and would always get the most out of like Dan Brook at Channel 4's amazing like he was our boss he was the head of marketing at, mm. at channel four he was our boss when we ran for creative and he was brilliant because he would let you into his thinking he would he would vocalize where where he was coming from and he was always open along the whole thought process of of being able to you're able to shift his mind right so he's not set in a way again it's you've got to release your ego you, you can't have an ego you can't say mm. no 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 i know Again, back to the authenticity. You don't know everything. Yeah. I know this, therefore, this is the only way that it can be done. Therefore, we're going to stick with this way right into the to the death. And you're like, yeah, but it's good to make a decision, and that's good, and to sort of go right. Let's no, let's do this. But then you've got to release the grip, loosen mm. your grip, and then just know that you can change things and adapt things. But but you get that by so with Dan, it was we'd show him a thing or talk about a thing, and then he would. Exp- you can see the work, the cogs going, and he would explain. Why he thought, why he, what he got to, and then you understand, all right, well, okay, I I believe that bit, I agree with that bit, but this bit I don't agree with, and you can argue that bit, or you can try and work around it, problem solve around it. So, again, we hope we try and take a bit of that into what we do, we you know, because the danger with having two of us, you know, we've got our own little language and all yeah. that kind of stuff, and you finish each other's. You know, he's not here. Is he? oh, <laughs> you guys, you guys. We love you. Oh, you're like my job substitute, aren't you? Right now? it's really sweet. Um, but you go. So we're aware that we've got our own shorthand, and so mm. but we've we've had to sort of learn to when we're in with people like Cola, to over explain. Yeah. and to over explain the thinking and stuff and then hopefully they can learn off it which you are boys you <laughs> do me very proud thank you, thank you, thank you. Yeah,
3: <laughs> uh, i think just just one thing i was going to say on that as well from like our perspective where every other place we've worked it's it's important to find somebody like that that you can work into because it's very easy when you first go to a place and you see a lot of intimidating people you can end up working under somebody that that does unfortunately put those pressures on you and then you you find yourself stressing you're like we have to crack this we have to crack this but when you do eventually find somebody like okay this person gets the way i work and and they can have a proper conversation with you about ideas rather than just being like no this this idea is not working try again because that that doesn't help anybody when you're doing it it just puts more pressure on
1: yeah like you you'll naturally put because you're talented and you want to do the best you can do and you'll want to make the right stuff so you'll put your own pressure on like john and i would always do this because you're self-motivated and that's a really good thing but you can't then add fear into that like we don't run Mm. on fear it's sort of because that pressure is a good pressure because you're doing that and whether it's pressure because you want to you know sort of um, do what's right for say us or there's another team there who's got the same brief and you want to i want that's that healthy competition i want to beat them or whatever so that's all good but, but if you then also get in that, if you don't crack this, then you're fired. Or if you don't crack this, then you're rubbish. I hate you. And then you're like, what? How's that? It's, it's that positive, you know, that positive sort of, you know, the praise where it's needed to yeah. be. It's your parenting. It's your parent. I'm a dad. I've got two kids. It's all the same. They're like my, <laughs> yeah. they're my daddy. Yeah, it, is. <laughs> it is. Running running a place is like having a massive family. yeah That's what it is. You have there's ups and there's downs. There's infighting. There's all arguments. And then there's love. And then there's. And but you, as a parent or as a leader, it's consistency, praise give praise where it should be given. Yep. Absolutely. But be consistent with, you know, if, if the thing isn't quite right or and then and then guide and mm. guide where you need to guide. Don't micromanage, but allow them to make the mistakes, but to sort of step in and make sure that they don't make the same mistakes. Yeah. And and what understand why they made that mistake, but that's okay. But maybe try it this way next mm. time or speak to this person or do this or come in it this way, or whatever it's just been a it's a dad but again it comes through experience because you've got to be a dad to be that you know yeah. so not saying all leaders have to be dads but that's how John, John and I <laughs> or moms, all actually, mums or mums But John and I to <laughs> from John and I's perspective we're both two dads and so therefore you know that's we definitely bring a bit of that into what we how we lead
0: mm. i think that's very necessary in the creative industry to yeah. to help each other grow really
1: yeah well, it's all—we're all, all creative. It's the creative industry. Mm. We're all sensitive souls, and, yeah. you know, and that's what we are as creatives. And we're emotional cradled. as well. Yeah. You need to be cradled all the time. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely, and it doesn't—and that never goes away. Yeah, you know, like we're the same. We need a hug. <laughs> <laughs> we do, right. and it's like—it's you know, again—it's that we can't pass the, that those those boys down, but. We'll get a hug from, say, like Dan Brook when we were at Channel 4. We'll get a hug from, you know, Mel Fox, who's our boss at Warner. Mm. Because we can sort of, you know, we're we're creative. We're still, you know, you know, sort of it's, uh, it can be tough. And so therefore, but it's knowing that you've got the support there. You've got the guidance there. You've got the, that you can make the mistakes, but it never goes away. It doesn't matter how experienced you, you are.
2: Yeah. Like you said, creatives are like quite sensitive like, I know, I know I can be. So, like, how how do you, like, deal with taking criticism and, like, failure? Like, do you take? Do you ever take it personally or not? how have you dealt with it over your
1: time? Um, you've got to, so, because uh, you will get criticism, you will get, because fa- being, again, great, you've got to be 99% shit, so you've got 99 failures before you get to that one that's good, mm-hmm. you know simplifying it but so therefore you've got to quickly learn a quick uh, have a thick skin but i guess with criticism it's how you react to it is the key so it's sort of you know you can have something that will just die and the thing will disappear oh god i've been working on this for however long and it disappears so take yourself away like with yourselves like you guys cola or john and i whatever and then do it behind a closed door you can bitch all you (laughs) like right or you can silently scream into a pillow or whatever you want to do just go get it out but do it to the your trusted or your teammate or whoever was was also happened to but do it behind closed doors yeah and then get it get it out go out and however you want to react to it and yeah, go to the pub get drunk whatever you want whatever you want to do just get it all out and then start again. Yeah. And start again with a smile. Mm. You cannot moan. Don't dwell on it. Oh, man, no. no. If just No one wants to work with a moaner. No one wants <laughs> to work with the negative sort of vibes because it instantly brings everything down. Mm. No, but that didn't work then, so it's not going to work here, so I'm not going to work. All right, well, I'm fine. I'm going to go over here and work with these people who are smiling yeah. who've got the energy I want to be doing this sort of stuff. You know? yeah. it, it's, sort of, but it's just it's how you react and how you deal with that. So it's not that – so criticism is hard. Failure is hard. But, again, you've got – it's got to have that confidence to go, cool, this happened. Why did – and then understand why it happened. Learn off it. Mm. You've got to look back. You've got to sort of look back and then to look forward. So you've got to sort of take a moment, scream into this pillow, get yourself down <laughs> then talk about it. Why did that work? Why didn't that work? What happened? Why yeah. – was it that point? Was it because of that person? Was it because of our rubbish idea? Was it because we did we didn't do this thing? Fine. Okay. Good. I think it was that. Get and then get feedback. Go and speak to your credit director, your ECD, or whoever whoever else is there. Get feedback. People like it's it's a brilliant strength and trait. If someone asks for how they could be better, mm. because again, it's such a brilliant thing because it doesn't show weakness. It doesn't show that you're not good, and it it just shows that oh wow, this this person really wants to get better, and because you're never the finished article, so you should always be getting better. Yeah. So therefore. Itch, moan, get it all out. Talk amongst yourselves, and then get find get sort of feedback. Take a pause, and then start again. And yeah. start again with a big positive smile on your face. And then, as if you can hit the next, you know, hit thing positively, and the next, your next idea will be your best idea because hmm. it should be, and it will be. Uh, well, you know, hopefully. <laughs> you get better. You're always yeah, getting better, yeah. so therefore your ideas will be getting better. You might not mm. read really, it because it might be incremental, because you might you're doing under these things constantly. Mm. But trust me, you know again, that's where that's where our experience can help you because we can look at your ideas or you look back, look back at your stuff you did yeah, six true, months ago, true, twelve true. months ago, 18 <laughs> months ago. I just go, geez,
3: what was that? Yeah, yeah. yeah. we thought that was
1: like the best thing in the world <laughs> it? Well, waste sh- of trees, man. A waste yeah. of trees. <laughs> yeah. So it's just good to take stock because you you just get lost in the moment. And, and you don't see the bigger yeah. picture around you um
3: i think a way that we deal with it as well is like is something again that uh, greg and tom taught us it was like um that your your idea there's there's so many things that can can stop an idea from coming to whether it's client or it just doesn't quite work out that you you need to make sure that you don't get um too ahead of yourself mm. it's like you 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 don't uh you you can celebrate when the plane's landed rather than like when it's in the air it can still crash while it's in the air so um yeah so so what we've always done is like if you if you know that there's a chance that this could go wrong if it does go wrong then you can bounce back really quickly because you're you're like well I've got that other thing that I'm working on I can do this rather than just being like oh my god I put everything Mm, on this idea and like it's still good to put everything into the idea and that's what you do but you, you get used to being able to just move on to the next thing if that if that doesn't work out.
2: Yeah. So that's why I guess it's good like that we're in a team because we have kind of different roles when it comes to this sort of thing. So Cullen is a lot more optimistic and open to stuff. He's like, yeah, this is going to be great. It's going to be awesome. <laughs> and I'm, I'm more like realistic. and like, oh, yeah, it could be. Hmm, maybe not. No, that's definitely going to fail. And, I'm <laughs> and I guess that's like kind of like what Chris and John do, but I don't know what roles. He, he, I think Chris is like me maybe John's like me I, I don't know but it's good to like balance each other out when you don't know yeah. Um, yeah
1: yeah and again but you find over the years so when we started I was I was more like how you described that I was more like I because I thought it was more like you Ola but actually how you describe that I'm more like Cullen because <laughs> uh, John and I I'm the dog he's the cat Right, yeah. yeah, that's dead good, me. Yeah, my god, shiny thing. Oh, it's so good. Heart's going freaking great. going crazy. This is amazing. Uh, and then John's like, well, hmm, not sure. All cat like. He does not like a cat. <laughs> he does have whiskers.
2: He does stroke them sometimes as well. He does, doesn't he? He does. Wh- yeah. strength, find something funny and in like...
1: Yeah. And I, <laughs> exactly. his... and I lick my balls. <laughs> <laughs> so... <laughs> Please keep that in. <laughs> but so we, but uh, so that, that's it. Really Dog cat, but uh, excited and going, Yeah, that's really good. And John's, you know, sort of, well, I'm not sure. but actually, as our you know, we've been together 22 years, we, we've sort of drawn it's a Venn diagram as of people, yeah. you sort of find there's a sweet spot in the middle, and actually, you pull each other you learn off each other of course you do definitely and so it's you find as a, you never become the other person so you always have to be you know you always complement each other yeah but i've definitely I'm a little bit like, yeah, let's really go. Mm, but why? <laughs> likewise with John, he's all like, mm, but yeah, fuck it. Yeah. <laughs> so can't you sort of compliment each other, but it's, yeah, and you can, for you guys, that's why you work really well. Can, team. Yeah.
0: Probably see that in these guys as well. Oh, without a doubt. Yeah. Yeah, totally. And um, one thing we've been doing Chris actually is getting um, our people that are working in the industry to give our listeners uh, a task. So something that they can take away from this episode and put into action to help them because these guys are just looking to break into the industry. Yeah. So these are these guys two years ago.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, what kind of thing would you sort of task would you give them that they can put into action?
1: Uh, oh, good question. Good question. So, uh, uh, do something that scares you. Be afraid. Be very afraid. Yeah. Um, because the danger is is that you do something that yeah it's sort of comfortable or yeah it feels okay, but actually that fear right? should fear you, you shouldn't be consumed by fear again I sort of said mm. that we don't run on fear but again this is a you internally you should be doing things that push you and stretch you and that you haven't done before so yeah. therefore instills that um that oh, like, exactly like what Colin was saying just before we got into this you know the fact that it's just it's scary we're sitting in a booth with some microphones in front of us about to do a podcast yeah mm. it's nervous for me I said it's nervous for them this is a thing and you go yeah fuck it. All right, let's have a yeah. go. See what happens and stuff. I've never done this before, but yeah. it will, it will be a good thing. And so therefore and that should never go away. And it should be from whether you're sitting in a booth doing this, being a bit scared before you come in, it whether it's that idea that you're just about to show going, mm-hmm. "I don't I hope they like it. We love it." Oh, but I'm not sure if it wasn't what they asked for, but but fuck it. Yeah. Or it's or it's that move into whatever industry you want to get into or that job you want to do just making a leap so make sure you're leaping up though into something that you haven't done before so for us going into the music industry it's the biggest scariest thing we've ever done and we've done some scary things yeah you know and it's like historically it was and then before that it was doing the paralympics and having to do the thing that followed the previous paralympics yeah and then before that was rebranding a channel that hadn't been rebranded for 10 years before that was directing (laughs) our first thing and before that it was whatever moving to channel four and doing four creative because we'd never run a thing before yeah but it's knowing that you go oh, there's something good here i'm being i'm scared for a reason and mm. it's sort of looking at that which could be a negative thought in, and flipping it into a positive thought yeah and it's sort of go looking at negative looking at being scared and fear but going nah i'm not scared i'm, I'm excited and it's just flipping it's that simple flip mm. and that could be a really powerful thing and so, like this, I'm going, oh, cool. Oh, we're going to do it. Oh, I'm going to sit in the booth. I'm going to sound like an idiot. i want to know. It's going to be recorded for the rest of time. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> I'm not going to listen to this. I don't want to. Uh, but I'm a bit excited because yeah. oh, I'm here with Cola. It's a brilliant thing. We're having a laugh. But it's, it's also <laughs> that
0: feeling you get when you walk away from something that has just terrified you and you've thrown yourself in and then you're like, I did it. Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. I did that. it. And you'll always remember that.
1: You will always, oh, without a doubt, and that and the strength there. And, it's, and it'll come from that, that meeting where you said that thing you didn't think you should say or yeah. that presentation where you're in front of a crowd of whatever doing mm-hmm. that thing or it's that idea and you build the strength. So the next time that won't be that scary. Yeah. But so therefore you'll find the next thing that is a bit scary and it'll be a, it'll be a level up. Yeah.
0: And I then you're constantly agreeing. building
1: on this and stuff. So I'd start early. Yeah. Would be my advice. Just start hunting those things out. You go, this could really fuck up. This is a bit risky. But we know. But but the positives are these: or we're yeah. going to meet these people, or if it works, then it will unlock this. Yeah. Then have a go, and then it's just how you it's how you do it, how you approach it, how you handle it. So even if you do, if it doesn't work, it's okay.
0: Yeah, that's something I've definitely realised in the last maybe like two, three years, yeah. and I wish someone had told me that when I was first. Like starting out my journey because it is the scary things that are the best
1: things. Yeah, without
0: are so, um, Just quickly, Co- I'm going to call you Cola now. Yeah, so yeah I love the little joint nickname. <laughs> um, you did the New Blood Academy about two years ago. Mm-hmm. Yeah, tell me very briefly, just like how's your journey been since then? Mm.
3: Colin, do you want to go? <laughs> the journey. The journey question. I'm stroking my absent beard right now. So, yeah, basically off the, the back of the academy, we we went to Grey, which was through like a portfolio night. And that's where our kind of, I guess you say, career started. It mm. was like we, we went there, we met loads of cool people, Greg and Tom again. Shout out to Greg and Tom. And that just led on. We went to then went to Mother from there and from there we went to A&V and then. We went and met Chris and, and now we're in the music industry. But Probably I guess uh, I think what's what's really nice, though, is as well, we still meet up with all the people from the Academy Amazing. in our year. Yeah, it's like uh, and, and there's there's projects going around and there's still the group chat. And like people from um, Denmark come down and they're like, let's all have a meet up and we do it and we all talk about where we are. And it, it's wicked.
0: So you're still in contact with everyone, yeah, you're still yeah. learning off everyone, yeah, still yeah. meeting up. That's great.
2: That's that was the good. That was one of the best things about the academy: the people that you met, because like they were from like so many different places around the world, and mm-hmm. they had so many different skill sets, and they were they were all like nice because yeah. you often find that you find nice people in Craven Street. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. it was just so and really so different good. as well. It yeah. Was so, so different. Yeah.
0: Mm. That's yeah. great. That's great. Well, thank you so much for coming down today, guys. No Thanks, Pleasure. Chris. Pleasure. Cola. Pleasure. Uh, that was episode one of Make and Break, one out of six, the DNAD New Blood podcast in, a, in conjunction with WPP. Uh, we're doing this and we hope you can take away some great advice and some tips for when it comes to getting your foot in the creative door and eventually landing your dream job. In episode two, we're going to be talking to Chris, who's a designer, and Robin, who's uh, in an advertising creative at Poke London, uh, and Adam from the New Blood Academy. We're going to be looking at how to get the most out of your first job very important so again huge thanks to our contributors today i hope you enjoyed the first episode and we'll be back with episode two